Hello, everyone, and welcome to the very first episode of The Art of Just Going With It. It feels very weird right now to be talking into the microphone because I have been wanting to do a podcast for so long. I have had a podcast set up for about two years now, and I've tried to film a few different podcasts with different themes, but I just couldn't stick to it. If you know me, you know my brain goes 101 different ways. So to be able just to stick to one theme for a podcast, I don't think I would be able to do it. And that's why I wanted to do a podcast where we can just talk about anything and everything under the sun. Because one day I may be very passionate about my skincare routine. And the other day I may be very passionate about me drinking 40 ounces of water a day. I don't, I don't know, random topic, but I just knew that's how my brain's going to work and it seems a lot more fun to me and a lot more interesting and we can just go with it. We can go with whatever topic we're talking about. We can go with whatever life may be throwing at us and we can just have a good time. This is a place for us to be open, raw, real, vulnerable and to feel feel listened to and seen and all the things. So, I'm very happy to be here and I hope you're as happy as me to be listening to it and we can have this new safe place together. So I've been thinking a podcast for me seems a little strange and a little not up my alley, but then I was thinking about it and when I was like 11 or 12 years old, in there. (laughs) I was in fifth grade. That's all I remember. I started my own YouTube channel. And when I remembered that, I thought to myself, Riley, this is totally up your alley. But I haven't done anything like this in a really long time because I kind of stopped doing YouTube when I graduated high school, which was a few years ago. But looking back to when I started my YouTube channel, I didn't care about the subscribers, the views. What I cared about was creating something that I really loved and was passionate about. And my uncle actually was trying to tell my mom not to let me post YouTube videos because it could be unsafe with putting my face on the internet, whatever. We, we all have heard this talk from one of our parents, one of our relatives, whatever. So I just decided not to listen and go behind <laughs> my mom's back telling her telling me no. And I made my first YouTube video and I uploaded it to YouTube. And I still remember to this day what it was about. It was how to do a cute, curly, messy ponytail. And that's exactly how I described it. And in the video, I was using my sister's old laptop and you can hear it overheating in the video. The quality is awful and in the background you see all my One Direction posters just chilling there. I was obsessed with One Direction you guys. I'm not even sorry for it. I loved that era of me. I really thought I was going to marry Liam Payne. I would literally write in my One Direction notebook Riley Payne to practice my signature for when we would get married and I need to post a picture of what I looked like when I was doing this because girl he would not have noticed me. Okay, I'm in fifth grade. I'm wearing my Aeropostale hoodie. That's a little too small for me. It just did not look good. <laughs> Anyways, why am I going off on One Direction? Let's get back to me starting a YouTube channel. So I filmed this video, right? 
and I go out to my mom after I posted it and I told her, hey, I started a YouTube channel. I posted a video and my mom obviously wasn't surprised because when I really want to do something, I will find a way to do it. And she knows that and she knew that at the time. So she just goes to my YouTube channel, starts watching my video and I go back to my room just being so proud of myself thinking that this was my moment that I was going to be famous I was going to be the next Bethany Moda I was going to have millions of subscribers and blow up overnight I was that confident you guys <laughs> I was that confident which I need to channel more of that confidence in myself now anyways I open back up my YouTube on the computer and I see that I have one subscriber, one like, and one comment, and I'm freaking out. So I run to my mom and I figured out that that was all her, which is totally fine. Did my confidence droop down a little bit? Yes, but my mom is my number one fan and my biggest supporter and we love her. Anyways, the reason why I am sharing this story is because I just have always loved creating and it's come to my realization now that the reason I love it so much is because it gives you the ability to connect with people. And with YouTube making those videos and just being myself, I was able to connect with girls all across the world. And I loved that. Even though I'm not doing YouTube videos anymore, through this podcast, I know that I can connect with others just by sharing my story and just by being myself. So I am so, so excited to be here, as you guys can tell. And for this episode, I wanted to focus on new beginnings because this is a new beginning. This is a new podcast. Here we are. And let's just get started. There is something so nostalgic about new beginnings to me. I think back to times in my life where things didn't work out, but how beautiful my life was right after that because of that new beginning I was able to start. Whether it was a job that didn't work out or I didn't do a good job on a test that I was taking for school or a friendship or relationship didn't work out. I think back to what I was able to create after that door was closed for me and I was able to open that new door. I've realized I'm, obviously I'm grateful for my successes because we all want to succeed, right? We all want to do well with what we want to do, but I've realized when things in my life don't work out or I fail, I become the best version of myself. And, you know, I'm a big advocate for chasing your dream and achieving it and all those things. But I've learned to be more grateful for the times that I've gotten knocked down than the times I've been lifted up. Yes, I love that feeling of achieving what you've always wanted. But when you get knocked down and you fail, you learn a lot about yourself. You learn how to show up for yourself. You learn how to pick yourself back up. You learn what things you like and what you don't. And you rediscover this new version of you. But if we're being completely honest here, I used to hate new beginnings. I used to hate starting fresh. I hated that feeling of being uncomfortable. And even though I have gotten better at it, I'm still not perfect. But I have realized that when you're uncomfortable, you grow. And you are able to expand and develop into the person you were meant to be. And I think that is so beautiful. I want to share some experiences from my life where I had a new beginning beginning and what beautiful things came out of it. I think it's so hard to be appreciative of a new beginning when you're first in the moment. Maybe it's a great thing. You get a new job that you've been wanting so much 
or you get into this relationship you've been praying for, or you finally achieved that goal that you've always wanted, whatever it may be, that's a good new beginning, right? You start fresh, you feel very grateful and proud of yourself, but when we fail or things don't work out, it's so hard to sit with that new beginning because we want things to be different. So, like I was saying, I wanted to share just a few things in my life, the good new beginnings and the bad new beginnings, just so we can connect and we can get real. So let's start all the way back to about seventh grade. I was very shy in elementary school and I was very content with just doing my own thing, having my little group of friends and yes, I did get made fun of a lot for starting my YouTube channel in elementary school, but I never really understood that kids were bullying me for it. So I kind of just let it blow over my head. I was completely fine. No, it's not okay. Kids are ruthless and they're mean and we need to teach them from a very young age to accept others no matter how different they are than you. But I just didn't really let it affect me that much when I was younger because I was very, very, very confident in elementary school. Fast forward to seventh grade, you know, you flood into this middle school with a bunch of elementary school students and I kind of felt lost, to be honest. And I had my good small group of friends and I really did enjoy it at first, but fast forward a few months down the road, second semester of school, the people I was close to, they started to bully me. And that was really hard and I felt very alone and I only had really one friend. And I know that may sound dramatic, but it's true. And I felt very lost and I didn't know how to handle it because yes, even though I did get teased and bullied in elementary school, this time it felt very different and it felt a lot more personal for some reason. Maybe because it was the people that I trusted most, whatever it was, I just felt very lost. I remember crying to my grandma to come pick me up because my parents were working and I didn't have a way home. I was literally 12, 13 at this time. I did not want to go to school. I would sleep all day. My grades were suffering because I didn't want to show up and I didn't want to be there. And I got held back in math. I had to do seventh grade math two years in a row and it was a really hard time, but I was content with not doing well in school because it meant that I was safe and I was at home. I remember I had this conversation with my grandma one day when I called her to come pick me up because she would pick me up, but she got to a point where she said, Riley, we're all human. She said this. <laughs> Sorry, Graham, love you. If you're listening to this, she said, everyone poops no one's better than anyone else. <laughs> and at that time, I was kind of like, whatever, I want to get picked up. Don't tell me this. But as crude as that comment may seem, she's so right. And that gave me enough confidence to keep pushing forward and think, you know what? You don't have to like me, but I'm here. And school's important to me. Education's important to me. So we're going to get through this. So having that mindset, it did help me push through a lot of those hard times through seventh and eighth grade and come around ninth grade, I was able to have this really good group of friends and I was on the dance company and I was really, really involved with school and I loved it. I really wanted to get into UCLA, so I was so focused on my grades. Second semester of my ninth grade year, I had this class called World Civ and we had to give current events in front of the class. But leading up to my time, I had to give my current event, I had a lot of people in my class 
that I had trouble with years before um, who bullied me about my YouTube channel or my Musical.ly. Yes, I had a Musical.ly. Rybra321, if you remember me, hi, I'm still here. <laughs> I kind of went off the face of the earth on there, but it's totally fine. Anyways, and they would just make really rude, ruthless comments. And yes, I would get bullied by some girls here and there, but majority of the time, they were all guys. They were really rude and yeah, they just sucked. So anyways, back to my story. I had to give a current event in this class and leading up to this point, their comments were just still going. They were getting even worse and I was just getting really hard on myself. Yes, I had that backbone that my grandma helped me form, but it got to a point where I just felt like I could not show up to class. I felt so embarrassed and honestly attacked. That might sound dramatic, but I just felt like it was everyone in that class against me. And up to this point, not for this class, but in the past when I was bullied, we would go to teachers, we would go to the principal, and they would not do anything about it. And that makes me really sad. I hope that that has changed in schools now. I'm not entirely sure. I mean, obviously, I'm not in middle school or elementary or high school anymore, but I really hope that has changed and that they take bullying more seriously. Anyways, they didn't do anything about it. So, I remember doing my current event and I went to my mom and I said, hey, I know this group of kids is going to say something to me in front of the whole class and they're going to try and embarrass me. So I need something to get ready to say. So I talked to her and I had this whole thing planned out because I knew they were going to say something. And if I didn't have anything planned, I would just get silent and just let them walk all over me. Time comes around. It's time for me to give my current event. And I go up to the front of the class and I made sure to wear a dress and do my hair really cute and put on some cute lipstick because I was ready for this moment. <laughs> and sure enough, they keep making their comments and they said it very sarcastically like, oh, I love your YouTube channel. Like I watch it with my sister and if it was genuine, oh, I would would have ate that up. I would have loved it. But it was very just rude comments. And it just kept flooding in. They kept interrupting me doing my current event and the teachers would not even say, say anything or try to stop them. So I go, oh, I am so glad you love my YouTube videos because your views get me paid. And the second I said that, radio silence. I remember watching the kids in the front row, their heads just point downwards and no one said anything again. No one bugged me in that class again. And for me, that was a new beginning. That was where I found that there is power in using my voice and my words and sticking up for myself. So I had a new beginning with bullying and it was really hard, but through my bullying experience and that new beginning I had with it, I was able to open up a new beginning that was positive and find my voice and stick up for myself. So I finish out ninth grade like I am the baddest woman on this earth. I stuck up for myself. No one's bugging me anymore. And people were kind of scared of me. And I kind of loved that, to be honest. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I feel like I'm a very approachable and kind person. But when you are in middle school for three years and people are just walking over you and walking over you, it feels good for people to be a little frightened and not want to say anything mean to you. So anyways, move on to high school. Very excited for this new beginning. It's supposed to be the best years of my life, right? So I go in and I'm having a good first few months, right? I'm going to the dances. 
I have a pretty good friend group. I'm just enjoying my time being 15, a sophomore in high school, all the things. Well, I had this little boyfriend throughout ninth grade, and then we were very on and off throughout sophomore year. And, you know, things were said to people that were not true. And I started to have a very hard time with going to school again. I remember I just tried to take that advice my grandma gave me, take that confidence I gained in that ninth grade world civ class and get through the year. But there hit a point where it was too hard for me to just keep acting like there was nothing going on. I remember I was in the Spanish class and these two boys, again, there's the boys bullying me, were telling me that the kid I was dating, oh, I talked to him and he said that you sent him inappropriate pictures or you guys did this, 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 like really disgusting things. And it got to the point where I went and talked to the principal and he did not take it seriously. He was just like, okay, well, we don't have very many options. Do you want me to talk to them? Like, that's all we can do. And I was like, well, yeah, that's the whole point. I remember one of the guys ended up apologizing. The other one didn't say anything to me again, but I ended up dropping out of that Spanish class because I didn't want to deal with it anymore. Anyways, I drop out of Spanish. I'm totally fine. Fast forward we get into my junior year. And I remember I was in my math class taking a test during lunch because I missed it or something like that. And one of my best guy friends at the time, he came in and he's like, hey, you need to hear what so-and-so is still saying about you from last year because it's not okay. And there was this rumor going on. This happened my sophomore year, but it came back my junior year that I was pregnant and all this stuff. And it just made me so angry because, hello, I very much am not pregnant. If I was pregnant last year, I would have had a baby by now. Okay, let's let's put our heads on straight, everyone. Let's get it together. So after that, I don't really remember what happened too much, but I decided to transfer schools. That was another new beginning for me. I was so fed up with the high school I went to, all the super rude, entitled kids that went there and I switched to a different high school. Yes, it was a very uncomfortable experience for me because I didn't remember changing schools. The only time I ever changed schools was in like third grade, and I don't really remember third grade. So it was very uncomfortable. I did switch with my best friend, but it was a positive new beginning because I was able to meet people that I needed to meet and to grow as a person and be uncomfortable. So Why I share that very long story was because I had a lot of negative new beginnings, right? A lot of negative with bullying, feeling confident, getting bullied again, but then moving to a new school where I was supposed to be. And that was my new beginning. I feel like I'm very much just talking about myself right now, but I'm going to give you a few more (laughs) examples of these new beginnings and then we'll talk a little bit more about them and how you can really embrace your new beginning that you may be going through, whether it's negative or positive. Last February about my mom's friend went to her telling her that I needed to compete in my city's pageant. And when my mom came to me with this information, I laughed and told her, absolutely not. We are not doing that. I will never do a pageant. And to be honest, I thought to myself, why would my mom even ask me that? She knows I would never do a pageant. But then time went on and it was still in the back of my head and I felt bad for having that reaction. So I looked more into it and I saw that 
this local competition was under the Miss America organization. And I saw the scholarship opportunity I could have with it. And having a single mom, you want all the scholarship you can get because school is very, very expensive. So I saw that and I thought it was pretty cool. So I decided just to turn in my application and go to the orientation. And when I went to the orientation, I realized how cool this orientation was. It wasn't anything like I expected it to be. And it was so service oriented and the organization is all about empowering women to be the best possible versions of themselves. And I loved it so much and I still love it because I'm still in the organization. This organization really taught me how to use my voice for good and how to stick up for myself and how to be confident and to be more politically aware and to form my own opinions and all that stuff. And I'm still so grateful for it because at the time when I was competing in this first competition, I was in a very toxic relationship. I did not stick up for myself. And it got to the point that I was so self-conscious about myself. I didn't want to post on social media. I didn't want to wear certain things because I was told by this individual, well, when you post pictures of yourself on Instagram, you just want people's attention. It's just all about, oh, look at me, look at me. And it's for all the wrong reasons. Or if I wear a sports bra to the gym, I'm just doing it to show off my body and get people's attention and just really messed up things. So I was in a very messed up headspace, to be honest. But when I was able to go through that experience, that new beginning that I never thought I would have, and I'm very, very happy, I was open-minded and gave it a try. I was able to stand up for myself and get out of that toxic relationship. And yes, I was having a negative new beginning with that relationship, right? But then I was able to have that positive new beginning with that competition and I was able to start fresh and new with a good headspace and to be confident with myself and know my own worth. Those are just a few examples from my life about positive and negative new beginnings and how they have gotten me to where I am now and the lessons I have learned from them. A lot of the time when we are in a negative new beginning, we think, well, why the the, the hack? Oh my gosh, the heck. I promise I can speak, you guys. I promise. Um, we, We think, well, why the heck is this happening to me? I wanted this great thing and now I'm just getting garbage and I feel like I'm not seen by the world or whatever it is. We just get really angry. But from our negative new beginning, we can have a positive new beginning. If it weren't for me getting bullied when I was younger, I wouldn't have been able to find confidence to stand up for myself. If it weren't for me getting involved in the Miss America organization, I wouldn't have been able to be more politically aware and form my own opinion on certain things and to get out of a toxic relationship. I think there's so much power in our new beginnings. I don't know about you guys, but a reason why I hated new beginnings was because I felt like I was always losing something in order to start a new beginning. But I have realized that in order to get that new beginning we want, we have to make room for it. So in life, if we have something that is not serving us anymore and we're trying so hard to hold on to that, we're not giving ourselves room to start that new beginning. It's so important and crucial to let things go that aren't serving you anymore, even though it's so, so hard. And I kind of relate this to breakups, for example, a toxic bad relationship, right? 
we can get in this relationship and we think it's so good, but time goes on and it's just not serving us anymore. But we want it to work out so bad that we're constantly holding on to that relationship, whether it's a friendship or a romantic relationship, whatever it is. We need to grow and we need to have that new beginning, but we're not allowing ourselves to get there because we don't have room for it because we are holding on so hard to that old thing that needs to be let go of. The reason I'm sharing this is because I want you to take a second just to reflect with where you are right now in your life and ask yourself, are there things in my life that aren't serving me anymore that I'm trying to hold on to so, so tight just because I don't want to be uncomfortable? And if the answer is yes, I encourage you just to take a second to journal, let your feelings out and see what the next step is because I know being uncomfortable it's so hard and it it sucks and feeling alone sucks. But what is so rewarding is how much you grow from that new beginning, whether it's negative or positive. I can promise you, once you let go of that thing that is not serving you anymore, I know it's going to feel like a negative new beginning, but really it's going to be a positive one. That hurt you're feeling, that sadness you're feeling, whatever it may be, it's helping you grow and it's helping you find your footing. And just because you got knocked down doesn't mean that you won't be able to get back up again. Because you get knocked down, you find ways to help pick yourself back up. And as I said earlier in this episode, you figure out so much about yourself. Whether you're having the best day of your life, best year, best month, whatever it may be, or worst day, month, year, whatever, I encourage you just to keep going. To know that this new beginning, whether it's great or it's hard, it is serving you. It is serving you a purpose. And you are getting on that path that you're supposed to be on. Maybe there's something really great that you want in life right now. But the world has other plans. The universe has other plans. God has other plans. It will be a greater thing for you. I know it It sucks not to get that one thing you really are passionate about and love. But fast forward in time you will receive something so much greater that you are supposed to have and that will serve you. Maybe that thing you wanted so badly would have put you on the wrong path and it wouldn't help you reach your full potential. View it in that way. If it's not this great thing, it's the next even greater thing. That is a very hard mindset to have because I don't know about you, but I really like things to work out. I want it to be happily ever after all throughout my life, but I've realized, you know what? It's it's not going to be like that. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with being uncomfortable and I'm okay with learning because when we have the opportunity to learn about ourselves, we become unstoppable. We become more confident. We become more aware of our worth. And I think that is the most beautiful thing. Just think if it's a negative experience, you are learning so much right now. You're learning something that you can take with you for the rest of your life. And if you're going through a positive new beginning, congratulations, <laughs> seriously, you deserve that new beginning. I feel that a lot of the time we think that we don't deserve good things in life. And with new beginnings comes good things. And if you feel like you're in a stage in your life right now where you keep getting kicked down and you feel like you can't get up, keep trying. I promise you it's going to work out. I have had those experiences in my life where it was just one bad thing after the other. And I always need that fire under my feet to keep going. Sometimes I love being told no because it helps me work a little bit harder and 
put my mind to what I want to achieve and all the things. But sometimes it gets really hard to keep that fire under your feet when you keep getting knocked down. But you're going to be able to stand back up, find your footing, get grounded, and you're going to be unstoppable. You are unstoppable and you have to tell yourself that. You have to believe in yourself and just know that this new beginning you're going through, like I said, whether it's positive or negative, it is serving you to be the best version of you. And that wraps up the very first episode of The Art of Just Going With It. Thank you so much for listening. It truly means the world. I know I rambled a little bit, but that's the point of this podcast. It's a place for us to come that's safe where we can feel grounded and just let our thoughts go and feel better after listening. Again, thank you so much for being here. I am so excited to start this journey with all of you, and I look forward to talking to you guys very, very soon. Take care.